Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from Friday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. Our first reading is from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 6, verses 2c to 12. Our psalm is an excerpt from Psalm 49. And our gospel today is Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, teach and urge these things. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the religious teaching is conceited, understanding nothing, and has a morbid disposition for arguments and verbal disputes. From these come envy, rivalry, insults, evil suspicions, and mutual friction among people with corrupted minds, who are deprived of the truth, supposing religion to be a means of gain. Indeed, religion with contentment is a great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, just as we shall not be able to take anything out of it. We have, If we have food and clothing, we shall be content with that. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and into a trap, and to many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils, and some people in their desire for it have strayed from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. But you, man of God, avoid all this. Instead, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith, lay hold of eternal life, to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response? Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Why should I fear in evil days when my wicked ensnarers ring me round? They trust in their wealth, the abundance of their riches is their boast. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Yet in no way can a man redeem himself or pay his own ransom to God. Too high is the price to redeem one's life. He would never have enough to remain alive always and not see destruction. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Fear not when a man grows rich, when the wealth of his house becomes great. For when he dies, he shall take none of it. His wealth shall not follow him down. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Though in his lifetime he counted himself blessed, they will praise you for doing well for yourself. He shall join the circle of his forebears, who shall never more see light. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus journeyed from one town and village to another, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Accompanying him were the twelve, and some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, 
Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward Chusa, Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Accompanying Jesus were the twelve and some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, steward Chusa. Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their own resources. That's the majority of today's gospel. Another interesting quote that I found uh, for today comes from St. Hildegard of Bingen, whose feast day is today. And she said, Woman may be made from man, but no man can be made without a woman. I think St. Hildegard may be, in a way, emblematic of the Church's ongoing, I don't know exactly what to call it, struggle, maybe, ongoing struggle with the role of women in the Church. Hildegard was a woman ahead of her time in many ways. Born in what is now Germany around the year 1098, she apparently began having spiritual visions from a very young age, and by age eight, her family, which was of the lower nobility, decided that she would become a religious sister. She formally took vows around the ages of 12 to 14. She had very little formal education, which was, of course, the norm for women in the Middle Ages. Her spiritual visions led to three significant theological works that were acknowledged even by the popes at the time as authentic. Her visions also inspired her to write a significant volume of music, one of the largest extant, in fact, from medieval composers. She also did a significant amount of research and writing in medicine and science, particularly in holistic healing methods. She completed four extensive preaching tours throughout the Holy Roman Empire. Women preaching was unheard of in those days, and even for the most part today in the Catholic Church, urging, uh, and her preaching urged church reform and the rooting out of corruption. She corresponded actively with at least two popes and one emperor, and her advice was sought out by abbots and abbesses alike. While her holiness was recognized even during her lifetime, and by the 16th century she was widely venerated, it was only in the year 2012 when Hildegard was formally declared a saint by Pope Benedict XVI, who also declared her a doctor of the church later that year one of only four women versus 32 men who have been honored with that title. Teresa of Avila, Catherine of Siena, and Therese of Lisieux are the others. It just happens that the gospel for today, Friday the 24th week of ordinary time, this year falls on St. Hildegard's feast day, and it speaks of the women among Jesus' disciples who provided for him and the others, quote-unquote, out of their own resources. Certainly, these women had a great influence in the early church in the methods of transmitting the gospel to others. Yet, church teaching with regard to the role of women in the church has largely been focused on the areas of motherhood, consecrated virginity, and using Mary, the mother of God, as a model. Certainly, the sacred roles of motherhood and women religious are vitally important to the church, and in modern society, those essential and necessary roles are, that are unique to women have been somewhat devalued to the detriment of all of us. 
But only in recent years have the popes begun to address the role of women in the formal mission of the church outside family life. Women's opinions are slowly but more often sought out and more importantly heard, including in church governance. St. Hildegard waited a long time to be recognized as a saint, but not nearly as long as we, the church, have taken to sincerely discern the ways that women can best support the Lord's mission. Clearly, the Lord made an intentional choice about that 2,000 years ago. We need to make more of an intentional choice led by the Holy Spirit today. St. Hildegard, pray for us.